We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Time is flying by, especially when it is NFL playoffs. It's what, conference championship weekend. You've got a huge show talking about these NFL conference championships as well as some broncos rumors is russell wilson headed to the las vegas raiders ah man we're gonna answer that and more get into some mock drafts but the huge tom the big big news of the day i'm gonna just kick it off right away jim harbaugh to the los angeles Chargers. deal is done adam Schefter broke that news that jim harbaugh has officially joined the afc west via the los angeles chargers about an hour before the show started? I mean, yep. this changes everything in the AFC West. What say you? What's your initial reaction to Jim Harbaugh, Los Angeles Chargers head coach? It's a great hire. I mean, he was the number one choice for me last year, hoping that the Broncos could get him. Uh, he's, you know, he's uh, one of the top coaches that they could have to actually make something out of the franchise that has been stuck, not uh, over underperforming for so many years. Uh, my feeling is uh, Jim Harbaugh would help them overperform. So it's it's bad news for the Broncos, really, if you're a Broncos fan, but good news for Chargers fans. I'll push back against that a little bit naturally. You knew that was coming, right? Why? <laughs> because you're a Harbaugh guy. I'm a Peyton guy. So I wanted Sean here. Here's my look on it as well. Just because I don't like Jim Harbaugh does not mean that he is not qualified for any of these jobs. That's opinion-based, right? The man knows football. He knows more football than I will ever pretend to even know. However, I think this is exciting. I think this is an exciting day for Broncos country. If there's one thing we know about Sean Payton, it's about competition. The same can be said for the king of the hill right now, which is Andy Reid. What's Antonio Pierce going to look like long-term with the Raiders? I think this supercharges the division. I think it brings competition. It breathes new life into things. I'm excited to see what he can do with Justin Herbert. Um, let's see if this Broncos secondary is all they tout out to be. I, I mean, truly, this is going to be a challenge. Uh, I think if ownership were in place and a little more stable in Los Angeles, I'd feel a lot better about whoever was the head coach out there. Uh, but it's going to be real interesting to see a, a bigger challenge for the Denver Broncos than usual. Yeah, and and the, the one knock that you have to have on Jim Harbaugh is he does rub people in the front office the wrong way he you know he wore his welcome out in san francisco but there's no denying what he did i mean he turned that franchise around he went 64 or i mean 44 and 19 and one tie over four seasons three conference uh went to three conference championships with alex smith during one of them so and andy reed couldn't even do that so i mean you you can't deny that the guy's a good coach works you know gets the people around him to play better. Uh, and so my, my anticipation is he's going to have a pretty solid uh, Chargers team when he's, uh, when he's on the sideline. And not, none of these, you know, we watched, uh, we watched Staley make some boneheaded decisions that cost them some games. I don't think you're going to see that with Harbaugh. 
So it's going to be a tougher, it's going to be a tougher San Diego Chargers team to play against. It's not going to be an easy win like it seems to have been. Mm. David coming in with a win. Thank you for joining us, David. Good to see you, Papa Bear. Saying good evening, Broncos country. Luke, Tom, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag Buckham, MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. David, we appreciate your support. Maha salute to you. Uh, Tom, I got to challenge you on some stuff, all right? I get that Sean Payton is not necessarily your cup of tea, and you've been very eloquent into explaining as to why. Um, he is a rule breaker, or historically has broken some rules, has gotten caught, had some egg on his face. He rubs some people the wrong way as well. When you describe Jim Harbaugh, it sounds a lot like describing Sean Payton to me. Uh, the guy knows football. He's going to rub some people the wrong way. He's going to step on some toes. He's not going to care. He broke rules in the NCAA. He's broken rules in the NFL. I mean, look, these are these are just kind of interesting things that I, I find similar in Harbaugh and Payton. The big difference, though, Payton's got the big one. Right. He's yeah, got that big sure. ring, but we'll never forget. I think it was a Super Bowl that was so special when it's the Harbaugh Super Bowl. Right. Jim versus John. And you actually get to see that again at a smaller, lesser extent, if you will, Tom, uh, as the 49ers or excuse me, the 49ers like Jim still coaches the 49ers, the Chargers. <laughs> face off against the Ravens in the regular season next year. It'll be really cool to see both Harbaugh brothers back in the NFL. Wanted to give a shout out to our guy, Dylan Von Arks, working hard over at MahaHuddle.com and working hard on Saturday nights. I see you, Dylan. Congratulations with Ron running a very tight pod, uh, the Orange or Blue View. What's up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in, share on all platforms, and please subscribe if you have not done so already. In other news, I see BK in the chat here. Uh, Vic Fangio. Former Broncos head coach in the Miami Dolphins agreed to mutually part ways. Tom, is Vic Fangio officially done coaching football in the NFL, or does he want to take another year off and rejoin <laughs> the team after that? I don't know. It was a surprise to me, though. I don't. Uh, I don't kind of really understand the whole reasoning for the whole thing. He's a dang good defensive coordinator. You know, he's got a lot of influence uh, still in the league from his defensive coordinator days. So, you know, a lot of uh, coaches that follow his scheme. I don't think he's going to be unemployed for long unless he doesn't want to be. I don't, I mean, you get coaches that have coached so long, like he has, it's kind of all they know that probably stick around. They like to stick around maybe even longer than they should. So my guess is he's going to, he's going to keep, uh, keep coaching. And the big rumor is the Eagles are going to be hot on his uh, tail, like uh, right away trying to get, get him because the Philadelphia Eagles struggled on defense and that was their downfall for the most part, in my opinion. Uh, on their bid to get back to the Super Bowl. Well, what's interesting, too, about that is we know Vic Fangio likes eating meatball subs. Maybe he wants to trade <laughs> the meatball sub in for a Philly sandwich. Philly yeah, cheese Philly steak, right? Maybe that's what we're, work <laughs> we're looking at. Uh, Rodney Garcia, a good friend of the show, weighing in. Good evening, Tom and Luke. Yet the Broncos aren't making any moves, especially with Russell Wilson. Uh, not officially, Rodney, but if you head on over to milehighhuddle.com, Chad's got an article up right now. Russell Wilson to the Las Vegas Raiders, perhaps at least says says so. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, you can read all about it. An anonymous NFL executive, one of those anonymous sources, Tom. They're always floating out there. Um, I, <laughs> baffles yeah, they are. <laughs> we've 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 got a we've got a per source absolutely everything. Um, Russell Wilson had made it known he had a potential list of teams that he preferred over others. Denver Broncos, the Chicago Bears, I think at one time, and the Las Vegas Raiders were at least teams among Russell Wilson's list. Do you think Russell Wilson to the Raiders has any probabilities, realistic probability of happening? Do you would you care for it? What say you on the rumors of Russell Wilson to the Las Vegas Raiders as a potential connection? Well, he's going to go somewhere. I mean, I still think he's going to want to play next year, so he's not going to sit out. The question is, is he going to go there? of his own free will, or are they going to try and trade him there? Uh, that's the big question. I don't, that's a hard contract to trade. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, once he gets released. Sure. I mean, he has his uh, spots to choose. Does he want to play for the Raiders though? What, what would attract anyone to play for the Raiders Got other it. than the mystique, right? He's right here. Mystique. Right here. Sierra one could have a show in Las Vegas. You know that, I mean, seriously, right? Like, that's no joke. I know people could think, oh, you're being facetious. I'm not joking. I mean, it is, Russell Wilson has made it abundantly clear that family and his marriage are very important to that man. And yeah. so I think that would be a huge draw. Um, I, I think the 
prospect of getting a third fresh start, if there is such a thing in Sin City of all places, would appeal to the Russell Wilson story, right? Oh, trying to overcome he's his own best producer and his own best movie star and his own movie starring himself. Um, but when you talk about on the field, right? I mean, there's not a lot going for a defensive coach. Maybe that would be an advantage, right? Maybe the defensive guy in Antonio Pierce is going to leave me the hell alone. I can do my own thing and be <laughs> Russ and Mr. Unlimited. It's interesting, right? And I should say that when, when Jeremy Fowler um, is reporting this, suggesting it, I like to view it a lot like the mocks, right? They're mocks. We're speculating. We're not sure. It's a possibility, but but we just don't know how probable it is. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I mean, it's a good landing spot for him, I guess. I mean, the, at this point, he's, you know, he's not going to be highly sought after. So there's going to, he's, but he will have a chance to probably pick and choose where he goes from the select few that are going to go after him. So, yeah. I mean, the Raiders need a quarterback. Whether they need Russell Wilson is another story. We're talking picking and choosing, guys. Make sure you choose Little Caesars. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Guys, conference championships, here we go. Make Little Caesars your dinner plans. It's going to be an awesome Sunday of football, lunch. Have friends over. Have a few cold pops. Little Caesars has got your back. Order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. Get ready for some football. Get ready for some fun. Yeah, and choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. I'm a meat lover's guy. I do that all the time if I can. So, you know, but try try them all. It, you know, the, you, can't, you can't go wrong. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boom, Little Caesars has got your back, just like our guy Phil McLaughlin has our backs. And good evening, Thomas, Luke, and Nick and Scott. It's going to be fun to see how Peyton and Harbaugh compete and compare over the next couple of years. I completely agree, Phil. And one thing that I'm kind of wondering, I'm not trying to manifest it. I'm not trying to put like, I don't know, a pro wrestling take, if you will. Like, I'm not trying to add drama to a sport that has plenty already. But couldn't you see some some headlines or couldn't you see a possibility a dream a nightmare perhaps of Peyton and Harbaugh getting sideways with each other maybe yeah. it's already happened I don't know they're they're fiery guys they're competitive guys they're outspoken they're bold they're unapologetic and that's the way they want their football teams to play I'm looking for that I'm looking for a renewed rivalry on all levels you know you're going to get that with the Raiders and this coach they play out of their minds for this coach I think Max Crosby was the tip of the spear in, in allowing Antonio Pierce to have an opportunity to stay with the Raiders he's like look if you don't hire this man I'm out of here trade me I'm done and I, I I can't wait to see it I hate the Raiders but anytime the AFC West is a stronger division in football 
the Broncos usually answer the call. They improved this year. Was it good enough? No. But damn it, it's going to make for an exciting 2024 season. Yeah, and the Broncos need to get better uh, talent, more talented is the, to keep up. I mean, obviously the coach matters a lot, but there's there's a talent deficiency, and they've got to make some good moves uh, this year in order to to keep up, really, because you still got the you know the top of the heap with the Chiefs, and then you've got other improving teams. So they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to make some shrewd moves, and it's going to have it's going to be tough because they don't have a lot of money to work with or a lot of draft picks to work with. So. Uh, they're going to have to be very shrewd about it, but they need this draft to be the building block so that you can see as a Broncos fan and, and as a Chargers fan, see these two coaches go at it for time, you know, for more than a couple of years, because they, they've got to, they've got to set up the, uh, for the future this year. The future is now, if you are Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, look at our friend Kathy coming in here. So good to see you, Kathy. Hello, Thomas and Luke. This AFC West is going to be lit for the next couple of years. I hope we're going to be able to find our guys soon. And that's just it, right? I think when we look at this, this hire initially of Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers as the new head coach, the first thing we think about is Justin Herbert. What's a Herbert Harbaugh Chargers team going to look like, right? It almost sounds like a chocolate bar, right? The Herbert Harbaugh or something. I don't know. It's just, it's that's the first thing that we think of. Then you think of the Denver Broncos. What do you think of? Well, we know Sean Payton's in charge. We know that Russell Wilson's probably on his way out. What are they going to do at quarterback? So, Kathy, you're exactly right for having this opinion. It's it's exciting, but at the same time, it's it's like, man, all right, Denver, we better find our guy. That pressure, just that notch, that went up a ton for Sean Payton, George Payton, and all of the Denver Broncos over there at Centura Health Training Center. Kathy, we appreciate you. Michael Ronquillo, what's up, Big Mike? Good to see you. Uh, good evening, Thomas and Luke on the Maha Insider, showing some love and much support. Go Broncos. Thank you, Mike. Really, really appreciate you. Repping Broncos country out there in Arizona. And then look at this cat, Rock Chalk. It's been a minute. Hopefully you're doing well and starting your 2024 off right. Uh, if this offseason wasn't already crucial for the Broncos, it has been intensified even further with Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Drafting a quarterback is a must. The Broncos can't afford not taking a swing there. Hashtag MHH for life and Denver Broncos for life. Well, they they can't they can't try and find a retread to fill in. I mean, they they need to go big. They need to keep pace with the AFC West. And they've got to find a quarterback for the future. You've hit the nail on the head, man. It is it is imperative that they find a quarterback for the future now or next year. One of these two years, they've got to they've got to hit on somebody because if they don't, if they draft somebody high and it's a bust, they're going to be set back even longer. Or if they go out and try and get some retread, like the Broncos have been doing over and over again since Peyton Manning retired, it's going to be more of the same. So. They're going to have to land that quarterback, just like you said. And it would be nice if they could do it in this draft. I don't know if they will, but it would be nice if they do. They have no choice. They absolutely have to. And Rock Chalk, you're probably a lot like me, right? You're listening to the fellas on BTB last night, Nick, Carl, and Scott. They're spitting some fire. They're talking about mock drafts. We're talking about mock drafts with a corner and an edge rusher to Denver. Are you kidding me? Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not dissing the source, right? Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, Mel Kuyper Jr., um, Denver's been projected to have def go defense, at least at number 12. Um, and I'll go there with you, but rock chalk has a point. All right. Like the, the time to draft a quarterback was five years ago, six <laughs> years ago, the Broncos can't afford to wait. Um, that's just it. I mean, the pressure has dialed up for Sean Payton and I like it. I know that you look for any advantage that you can have. And, um, I actually think the Broncos are going to have an advantage in this, this area. I don't foresee this going well. For Jim Harbaugh, that doesn't mean he's not going to win football games, but I think the ownership group over there in Los Angeles, the Spano family, man, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And if you don't believe me, it's not like I got sources over there or anything like that. Just go read about it. It's all over the Internet. It's been around for years. Uh, when you have unstable ownership or you have Medelson ownership, Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys, the disaster that is, these are kind of the results that you're going to get. So I'm not sure under the most pristine circumstances Jim Harbaugh would do well with the Chargers he's not my guy but in no way shape or form do I fear the Los Angeles Chargers today Tom like I'm excited for the news because I think it's going to get the Broncos maybe some more primetime games right what does this do for the Broncos well I think it puts the Chargers and the Broncos at the forefront 
of some primetime action because I think you're going to see a natural rivalry between Peyton and Harbaugh. I think when Denver gets a quarterback in the first round of this draft, which I think they're going to do, they're going to have to move heaven and earth, but they're going to get there. Sean's going to get his guy. I think it's going to make for primetime football. And right there, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely, especially with Justin Herbert, right? I mean, uh, again, like I said, what what Harbaugh was able to do with two quarterbacks in San Francisco who weren't elite, uh, now you've got everyone saying Justin Herbert's elite. You're going to have him paired with Jim Harbaugh. That's going to be – that right there is going to make uh, teams uh, or the, the schedulers put those teams, uh, you know, in prime time because everyone's going to want to see what Jim Harbaugh does with Justin Herbert because we know that – he hasn't realized his potential yet. They went out and spent the money, got the big name. Now it's time to deliver, and people are gonna. There's gonna be eyes on that uh, on that team going forward. Talking a little bit of mock draft. We're talking uh, Jim Harbaugh. News of the day officially joined the AFC West and the Los Angeles Chargers as the head football coach. We're talking Russell Wilson. Would he land with the Las Vegas Raiders? Would he go to Washington, Chicago? It's gonna be interesting to see. I think one thing we know for sure: there's gonna be a lot of change. Uh, that that's coming. It's already going to start happening as soon as the Super Bowl is over, as soon as the playoffs are done. That's when you see a lot of these changes. Uh, don't know if you saw last week, um, former Broncos wide receiver, KJ Hamler, futures contract with the Buffalo Bills. So you kind of keep an eye and you track KJ and you wish him well, especially recovering from that heart issue. And then speaking of mock drafts, right? I talked about some of the best, Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay. He's one of the best. I, he hasn't, at least I don't have his his mock out just yet. Um, there was another mock draft, Tom, and this one was odd. We are talking about this with Chad on the text chain today, and he has an article up over at milehighhuddle.com. Could Dolphins quarterback Tua Tunga-Vailoa be en route to the Denver Broncos? Ian Cummings did a seven-round mock draft from Pro Football Network, and he suggested that the Broncos could work a three-team trade with the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears in which they land to a Tonga Vailoa. I saw you laugh. I saw you smirk. I had the same reaction. Explain. Well, I just mean, what are they What are they going to trade with? I They don't have a lot of trade capital that can land a big-name quarterback like that. I just, I mean, yeah, there's deals that can be worked, and – uh, you know, I I would I would take Tua here. It's better than what they have, but I I don't know. I mean, I, how are they going to work that deal? I guess I guess they can. I mean, there's there's ways, especially if you get a third team involved, to get it all figured out. But um, it, it just it, it makes me chuckle just because they don't have a lot of ammunition to go out and make a big trade like that. Well, that's why. Like, you know what it felt like when I read it. So here's what it would it would look like. Just real quick, the Broncos would get Tua and then a fifth round pick. The Dolphins would get Justin Fields, a third round pick, and then a Broncos future 2025 second rounder. The Bears would get a sixth rounder, a Dolphins third rounder, and a Broncos sixth rounder. It seems like the Bears are really getting the short end of the stick yeah. in that <laughs> in that scenario, right? When you when you first hear that, but it felt like a basketball trade, right? Where you've got like three or four teams and you're this musical chairs and it's an absolute mess. That's not to say that it can't happen. And look, you give Ian Cummings his due. He's a very um hardworking guy, knows knows a lot about the business, but it's interesting when you talk about possibilities because that's what we have to do. Unfortunately, right now, when the Denver Broncos aren't in the postseason, all we can do is speculate. But guys, you never have to speculate with our friends over at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trip to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. And this time of year, everyone is looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome health forward options like over 30 calorie smart and protein smart recipes each week. And they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving away all are giving away uh, giving subs <laughs> sorry all subscribers free breakfast for life for life. Uh, that means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. And that's now that's a worth waking. That's worth waking up for. Boom, guys. It's time to go with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash huddle free and use code huddle free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash huddle free with code 
huddle free. Broncos. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Country, it is Wednesday night. It's MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson. Scott Kennedy rocking with us. We appreciate you guys where you can find us every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Mountain. Reach out to Tom over on X at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP and Scott at Scout Kennedy. Phil coming back in. I love it, Phil. Thank you for the support. I've got a feeling we're not going to draft a quarterback at 12. We'll either take best available or trade back and find a quarterback later. I do not want Fields or Tua. Uh, yeah, it's feeling, right? It's all about feeling. I have a feeling that they're going to go get a quarterback. Feel has a feeling that I should hold my horses so I don't get disappointed. Um, it's so damn hard to find these quarterbacks. I said early on, right, I like Jaden Daniels a lot. You're not going to be able to get Caleb. Uh, you're not going to be able to get some of these cats within the top three, top five. So how do you get there? You got to get as close as you can to it. Seven, eight. I I think that's probably what the Broncos are looking at. I don't know that Jaden Daniels would be there, but, but you got to take your shot. You've got to try something. Uh, this franchise is not willing to wait. Ownership is not willing to wait to win football games. They waited. It was called the 2023 season, the 2022 season. Uh, it's time to go here in Denver, which is why I think Sean Payton's going to go find his guy. Who that guy is, I don't know. We can only speculate, but Phil, I would be super disappointed, man. Super disappointed. I hear you. You got a feeling, Um, but I also got a feeling, and that feeling is Sean Payton's desperate to win now. Yeah, I mean, it all is going to depend on how how everything falls, really. I mean, if they feel like the quarterback is falling to the point where they can actually go up and get them, get that person, then yeah, they will, but you know, if if quarterbacks go one, two, three, and then five and six, it's you don't reach for somebody that's not you know don't don't grab somebody just because a quarterback's there. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. I do think they'll take a quarterback if they can if they can figure out how to get the one that they want. Right? I mean, not they're not going to go up and try and get the number one draft choice, but if they can get up and like you said into the top ten because someone's there, then they're going to do it. But if they're not, don't don't just take a quarterback, take a quarterback. Cause we've seen that happen too many times and they end up being a bust. So just don't do it. But the, I just want to go back to two, two for a minute. Why would the Miami dolphins trade him? Is that's my big question. Why, are, why would they want to trade Tua and then be back without a quarterback again? It doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm with you though. I, I don't want fields Phil. I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on Justin Fields and uh, you know, I don't think they have the, have what it takes to go get Tua. Well, Tua's got one year left playing on that fifth year. Scott's reminding us at the option of $23 million. And here's the thing if you're Miami, right? I mean, like, look, Tua had a great year. Him and Mike McDaniel, they like each other, obviously. They, they're connected. But Tua's got the hips of an 80-year-old woman, Tom. And, <laughs> like, time is not going to be a friend to him. I know he played out of his mind. It's a cool success story. I like him. I don't love him. I, I wouldn't want him here in Denver. Uh, but I think the trade's a little silly to your point and and that's this time of year right it's mocks it's speculation and we roll with it just like thunder snow coming in with a very generous 999 thank you thunder uh we i love that too thunder lightning this is broncos country right i mean i absolutely love it love the orange um no it's interesting man when you look at it in terms of talking about the news cycle too right just recently you can read about milehighhuddle.com the broncos did sign former browns defensive back tanner McAllister to a future deal so the broncos are making some minor moves i know they're not making any big headlines right jim harbaugh but that was last year john payton rolls in around this time or just shortly after um scott and i were at the senior bowl 
<laughs> when when the news came out last year that Sean Payton was hired, if memory serves. So it, it's just kind of coming full circle. Sean's full year is just about here. But no, the time to win is now. Tua, when you look at it and you compare him to Russell Wilson, which I did today, it's interesting, right? Russ got benched his final two games, and I'm joking about Tua, right? He's got some nasty injury history when you pull it up, when you do look at it. But he's overcome a lot in his college career, and his NFL career. It's kind of hard to bet against him. Uh, he was the first Dolphins quarterback to lead the NFL in passing since Dan Marino, right? In 1992, he had his playoff debut. It was a 26-7 loss against the Chiefs. Uh, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. Right. Him and Mike McDaniel did good things. And it doesn't hurt when you have Tyreek Hill doing big things out there for you as well. Uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week of the month. But no, he had a, he had a really strong season and you got to give Tua his due. I'm just not sure long term that that's a much better option um, than just another ragtag quarterback. Uh, I mean, it just I it's expensive because he's looking to get paid. Uh, his value is at an all-time high, to your point, Tom. Why would anyone do this right now? Right. I'm telling you, he's a pro bowler. He's he's breaking Marino records. Him and Mike McDaniel finally got something going on. But I, I think it's indicative that the national media understands Sean Payton is looking to make a bold splash this offseason. Yeah, and he has time to do it. I mean, I know everyone's like saying, what, what are you going to do? What's going on? But, I mean, there's not going to be trades happening until closer to the draft. You know, they're going to look at uh, you're going to you're going to maybe see something around free agency time. So, but right now it's we haven't even finished the season. Right. There's still teams in, you know, in the playoffs and the Super Bowl is still, you know, a few weeks away. So there's a lot of time left. But the, the interesting thing to me about moves uh, is that it seems like he's happy with his coaching staff. It seems like he's just going to go because if he didn't like what Vance Joseph put out there, he probably would have made a move, right? He probably would have already let him go, brought somebody else. So it looks like the defensive coordinator is going to be Vance Joseph unless something else changes and he decides to go with Vic Fangio or talks him into coming here or whatever it may be, which I don't think he will. No. Uh, you look like there's not going to be any moves for a while. So there's, you know, unless, unless someone steals one of the Broncos assistant coaches, you know, for a promotion, then there'll be a move made. But right now it's all quiet because they're not going to make any, any moves until we get closer to free agency. That's going to be here before we know it, right? Yes. It's, it's it, it truly is. It's right around the corner here. Um, when you look at the NFL calendar, and yeah, it's. I think the Broncos are in store for some big splashes because they can't afford not to. I think this ownership group is has been patient, but there's going to be a point where their patience becomes very thin, and I think it's quickly getting there. I don't think they're mad. I don't think they're angry. I think they're competitive people. You don't become a billion dollar industry. Or, or ownership group or what have you without being competitive, without understanding business. And they know that the Broncos right now aren't conducting the most maximum capacity business that they can. And that, that bothers them, right? How do you fix that? You win. You win football games. You win big football games. You get to the playoffs, right? You become a sensation. You become a story. Like that whole five-game, six-game, whatever it was, winning streak that feels like it was 10 years ago <laughs> because it doesn't matter if you're not in the postseason. It's that same sort of thing. But, Tom, before we go too much further, what were your reactions to the playoffs games last weekend? Had a couple of scare upset alerts, <laughs> at least there for a little bit. But, hey, Detroit, I just I was really thrilled that the Detroit Lions were able to take it to the Tampa Bay box, man. Go Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I, if you remember, I hit on all of them except I said I wanted the Bills to win, but they probably wouldn't because I don't get what I want very often, and that's what happened. But, <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed that the Chiefs won because I I just don't, you know, they're the rival. <laughs> I don't want them anywhere near the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, it was impressive. Uh, the games, the games, they seemed like they were going to be much closer than, than they were at first, you know, it's a couple of them. But, yeah, I'm happy that the Lions made it. Like, I, I'm, I'm actually – you know, out of all of them, I guess I'm rooting for the Lions the most to to do something because, I, I, like I said last week, the fans deserve it, man. Those Lions fans have been dedicated for a long time, a long time of suffering, so they deserve some some happiness. Do you remember last week? I can't stop thinking about it. Our guy Lawrence Rivera weighed in and he was talking about the Super Bowl logo conspiracy theory with <laughs> the colors. And since he started talking about it, it's been living rent free in my head every day since then, right? I'm placing little prop bets last week on games and it's in my head then, right? And I'm talking one, two, three, four, five dollars, not a lot, right? Just something to give me like 
a little extra interest in the game, if you will. Um, when you look at that logo, Tom, a lot of yeah. purple and a lot of red. I don't know if this signifies uh, Ravens 49ers. I don't know if it's if it's what there's no more purple. There's not another purple team in here. It's not even close to blue when you're actually looking at that logo, right? So it's got me all jacked up, right? And I'm trying to look at this game. Go look at the past Super Bowls and see if the colors uh, that they had for the Super Bowl were the same as the teams. And then you got something. But if you go back and look at them and it's always different, then I'm not going to put much faith in it. Have you done that? Have you done that? I haven't. I I haven't put that much. uh, I haven't been concerned with it that much. So, But maybe I will. Maybe I'll go take a look. (laughs) <laughs> well, last time I checked, right, Super Bowl 50, the Broncos don't play in gold. And I, I thought that was like that, that logo there for Super Bowl 50. So maybe you're on to something. Um, who do you like this weekend, man? It, it's going to be big. I think the, the Lions are going to take it to San Francisco. I really do. I, I smell an upset there. I, I do. I smell an upset. I think the 49ers got caught with their pants down a little bit in the rain. Brock Purdy. Um, I don't know. I like an upset alert in at least one of these games. If there was an upset alert, it's Lions 49ers, right? When you look at the spread, you look at the favorites because Chiefs Ravens, I think that's going to be close, man. I think yeah. it's going to be super close. I think the Ravens take it, though. I think you're looking at a Ravens Lions Super Bowl. At least I'm hoping for it. That's what I'm hoping for, too. I, I think the 49ers showed some weaknesses. I mean, they look like a pretty solid team this year, but yeah, they they were struggling, uh, you know, this last weekend. Uh, so I, I think the Lions could be the upset. Man, I just – I if any I don't care who it is at this point, just not the Chiefs. That's all I care about at this point. Just not the Chiefs, please. You know, it's funny. There are a lot of Michigan fans out here in Broncos country. My good buddy Gavin is one of them. And uh, Kyle's one of them went in here, too. And he's like, look, man, I'm a Michigan guy. And as a Wolverines guy and a Broncos fan, the news of Jim Harbaugh joining the Los Angeles Chargers, it sucks. And uh, I totally get that. And Kyle, I appreciate you weighing in, man. And and Tom, if you missed it last year or even just a few minutes ago, uh, Tom reminded us that was his favorite candidate. And I think a lot of people shared that same opinion. Now, was it my favorite opinion? Did did I agree with it? No. Does it mean that we shouldn't talk about it? Does it mean that it's not represented? No, we should bring that up because I think this is going to be important. I think Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh are kind of linked now. Right, their their futures are kind of intertwined in a way because they will be competing against each other now. And Broncos country will always wonder what if. That's what we do as human beings. It's what we do as analysts. Uh, that's that's just what we do. We we kind of wonder, well, what if what if that would have happened? What if we would have hired a gym? What if Sean would have waited one more year? And maybe Sean's wondering. I don't know. Right? You can't be a prisoner of the moment. You can't be a prisoner of the past either. But I think Kyle is exactly right. I think you're exactly right. I think Broncos country is exactly right to bring this up. Yeah. And the reason why I liked, uh, other than he had, you know, he showed that he could coach in the NFL. There's no doubt about it, but the Broncos needed a turnaround. And he was the real only real coach that showed that he could turn around programs. He did it in Stanford. He did it at the 49ers and he did it at Michigan. Right. And now he, he went to the top of the heap at Michigan after turning that program around. He was, that was the reason they needed mental toughness. I thought he would bring that. They needed to be turned around. I thought he would bring that. And he was, he had success in the NFL, solid success. That's why I, I worry about him going to the chargers and making that team a much better team than they've been when the Broncos are competing with him. That's, that was why he was my number one choice because you liked Sean Payton too, because there's no nonsense. You know, he, he brought an edge and, uh, and Jim Harbaugh did the same thing. That's what I think the Broncos need that they need a mentality change. I've been talking about it. They kind of had it for a little while and then they kind of gave up in the Patriots game. So it's, it's one of those things where you need a coach that has that edge and, Man, I'm I'm worried about the charges now a little bit. Even though I know you said the ownership group there, you know they meddle. They, they they're not a great ownership group. Uh, Harper's just a good coach. That's all there is to it. He's a good coach, and he's proven it in college, and he has proven it in the NFL. He hasn't coached in the NFL for like ten years. Like it's true. You know, every everybody's coming out here and they're like wondering last year, oh, Sean Payton's so rusty, he's been away from the game for a whole year. <laughs> At least it wasn't a decade, all right? Like it wasn't a decade. You're right. Jim Harbaugh does know football. He's had success that he success, a lot of success in almost every stop that he's been, but there's also been some ruin. 
<laughs> where he's been when you look at it. Oh, yeah. there was sometimes that old saying where there's smoke, there's usually some fire. I'm interested to see how Jim Harbaugh comes back into the NFL because 10 years is a lot of time for anything. 10 years is a ton for the NFL. When you start to look back, Tom, and I'm trying to go there right now, I can't even think about how many rule changes are there every single year, oh, let yeah. alone 10 years, right? Oh, I'm trying to go back. What did the NFL look like 10 years ago? You know, what were the rules like? What was the climate like? It's totally different. And I think you can go from having total control over young athletes with NLI deals and coming back to the NFL with multimillionaires with their own egos and th their own way in which they operate. I think it's going to be interesting. It was interesting. It's interesting now for Sean yeah. Payton. It's interesting for any coach. Right. When you look at them rubbing against their player or, or, or going against the grain in any manner. Um, but it adds pressure. That's been the theme of this show. What kind of pressure has been added? Immense pressure for the Denver Broncos to win right now. They absolutely had to have Sean Payton. What do I mean by that? They're paying him a king's ransom and they had to trade good trade to go get him. They had to give up assets to acquire Sean Payton's rights before they could even sign him. OK, so they are invested they are heavily invested. The one thing I'll say, just to reiterate about the Chargers, right? Not only are the, is the ownership group um, a little bit of meddlesome, they don't get along, the family's an absolute disaster, they hate each other, they're cheap. <laughs> the Chargers are cheap. They are a cheap ownership group. They're not going to pay anybody but Justin Herbert, and that's why I think they're going nowhere fast. Is this exciting? Yes, it makes the AFC West bit better. I think you're going to see Broncos Chargers on primetime next year. But am I afraid of the Los Angeles Chargers and Jim Harbaugh? Absolutely not. Why? Because the Broncos will not have to worry about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton next year. Sean Payton and the Broncos are putting a plan together right now in which they figure out who their guy is, and they're going to go draft him in the first round. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of being away for, for a long time from the game, I mean, you can look at two two people that I can think of, and one of them is actually a pretty good uh, a pretty good representation of what you just talked about. So first of all, you look at Dick Vermeil, right? Good coach, gone Ooh. for a while, came back, had some success. But then you look at Joe Gibbs, <clears throat> one of the best coaches that have ever been coaching in the NFL, left. NASCAR. Came back to the Washington Redskins uh, when they were named that at the time, now the Commanders, and didn't do as good, right? Because he had a meddling owner. He had an owner that wasn't wasn't a good owner. So there's two things that you can look back on and say, okay, there's two coaches what is Jim Har is Jim Har Harbaugh going to be more like Vermeil or more like uh, like Joe Gibbs? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But the problem is, is the I mean, you can you, next year the Broncos are I think are going to take a step back no matter what. Uh, it, even if they find their co their quarterback that they want in the draft, they still have a lot of holes that are going to be needed to be filled that they're going to have to do with young, inexperienced players who may or veteran. Uh, retreads who are long in the tooth to fill those spots, they're just not going to have the same talent. Now, maybe the year following, it may be a, a different story, but I think next year it's going to be a tougher time finding those wins just because they don't have, they won't have the experienced talent, the, you know, the nucleus when the, when the talent really starts to hit that prime spot on their team. And that's going to make them, that's going to, they're going to struggle. I just think they're going to struggle. I think you need a quarterback on a rookie deal. Right. And I think that quarterback needs to develop in real time. And it's hard to find those quarterbacks that have actually developed. And I'm watching the telecast last week and I forget who was on the call in the Detroit game. No disrespect, but they were actually talking about Jared Goff developing in real time. Yeah. And I thought, huh, that's an interesting thought when you stop to think about it and you look at his career and the guy was saying, it feels like Jared Goff's been in it. Was it Collinsworth? Maybe it feels like, I think it was, it feels like Jared Goff <laughs> has been in that. I could hear his voice, right. And everything right now, as I say this, it feels like Goff's been in the league forever. And you look back on it and he really hasn't. Um, you look at his stats, you look at his time in LA, you look at his time in Detroit right now. I mean, he is truly kind of an on the field developmental quarterback that has come even with a first-round pedigree so far. Now, do I think Jared Goff is the best thing ever? No, but I think that you have to give him his flowers. And I like Rodney Garcia right here. I want to get into our friend Rodney's question here because Rodney knows you have to be willing to turn over every stone. Now, people can giggle, they can laugh, they can throw rocks, slob those rocks from their glass houses on social media, but you truly have to do your homework and try to be as unbiased and unsolicited as you can. 
So in doing so, maybe you look at some unpopular options that might be available because you truly don't know what the best choice is, Tom, unless you know all of your options. Yeah. That being said, would you guys take Mac Jones or Zach Wilson? Uh, well, for a bridge kind of uh, get to the next person, it would be Mac Jones. He seems a little bit more steady. He's never gonna he's never gonna win you games. He's not good enough to win you games, but he's going to be more steady if you want to bring him in for a year while you're you're bringing in a young rookie quarterback to kind of get you you know get you some you know not really veteran presence, but somebody who who's steady, right? Zach Wilson is just too erratic for me. You know, he can be really good at one point and just horrible the next three games. So he doesn't bring any stability. So between those, I don't really want either one, but between those <laughs> two, I would take Mac Jones because he seems a little bit more stable uh, when he's back there quarterback. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers, Mike, right? <laughs> Mike's right there with us. He's like, nah, can we just pass on both? Um, that's an interesting question, though, Rodney, right? Because what happens if they become available? You got to look at that. What happens if the phone rings and someone offers you them, you know, for low cost? Is it worth bringing them in? I think Zach Wilson, I was completely wrong on him. I'm going I'm to say that. I think he's got some athletic talent. He does not have the maturity. Uh, I, I don't think he processes the game quick enough, at least right now. But I don't – out of the two, I would go Mac Jones. I actually liked Mac Jones coming out of the draft. I was in the minority there. Um, you could say I was wrong about Mac Jones too. He's won a lot more game than Zach Wilson. But, you know, Mac Jones kind of reminds me of like Matt Castle when you look at it. And I know Castle was a seventh rounder, not a first rounder. But you look at their style of play, I think Mac Jones is going to bounce around. I think you're going to see him be a, a journeyman for a little bit. He'll get some shine here and there. Um, maybe it's like a Drew Locke type thing where he throws a game-winning touchdown. Yay, everybody, and then goes back into a shell for a little bit. But Phil McLaughlin coming in, talking about shells and whether you come out of your shell, whether you go back into it, how shocked we would be if Russ comes back, right? And it's Russell Wilson, Broncos 2024. I'd be absolutely stunned, yeah. Phil. Uh, the toothpaste does not go back into the tube. Sean Payton doesn't like Russell Wilson. Well, I don't think Russ likes Sean either, okay? Can we just be all right and say it's okay if you don't like somebody? Um, Russ is okay. Sean's okay. They're grown men. I think they can handle it. Um, but, no, what's what's done is done, Dad. Am I right? Like it's stepbrothers. <laughs> uh, it's, it's that, that fuse has been lit. The dynamite's blown. There's no way that these two can coexist. And Sean Payton knew that the second he benched Russell Wilson. And I don't think he's coming back. The only way is if the ownership came down and said, we're keeping him because he costs a lot of money, costs a lot of draft picks. you got to figure out how to work with him. But I don't think they're going to do that. I, I think that's the only way this happens. So I would be shocked if he was still on this team next year. Absolutely shocked. I give it a 0% chance. Like, I'm <laughs> almost willing to, like, seriously, I'm like almost, there's no such thing as a guarantee, right? But, like, it's, I don't know how close we can come to something like it. Yeah. Because I, I just – I can't see those two coexisting. Uh, what happens if it does, Phil? How shocked would I be? Well, I'd be pretty shocked because Sean Payton would have surrendered. That means that he just – he didn't have a plan or the plan massively failed and the Broncos are in a nosedive if that's the case. It'd be a panic move. I think plans are already in the works. Sean already told us as much that he sat with Russ and he, he talked about options and didn't think this would be a long and drawn-out process. So – that I actually believe, Sean, when he speaks into the microphone, man. He's very telling with what he does say, what he doesn't say. Um, but, yeah, look at Pearl, our friend. Yeah. Always yeah, leave that 1%, 1 chance, man. That's why Never there's know. no – Yeah, <laughs> there's always you're that telling, chance. You're telling I mean, me there's there a chance. There is a chance, right? I mean, there really is. No. Like, it could no. be like, you know what? No. You're going to work with him. But it's, Stop it. Like I stop said. Stop it, it, Pearl. It Tom, is, stop it. It They're is done. a uh, – I would be, like I said, I'd be stunned. Sean knew they were done when he benched Russ. You know, when Russ knew he was done when he gave that interview at his locker room. Right. Yeah. And I don't care about either one, to be honest with you. Sean had to say something about it. And I think if you're Russell Wilson, the quarterback, Russell Wilson, the player, Russell Wilson, the man, you have to say something about it too. Yeah. So do I like Russ talking about it and kind of whining into the cameras? At least that's the way I felt. No, I didn't like it. Does he have the right to do it? Yes. Would I do it? Yes. You've got to campaign for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself, not only as a quarterback in the NFL, but hell, as an adult, 
as a grown man in this world. If you're not going to do it for you, no one will. <laughs> That's the quick thing you learn as an adult. You've got to be willing to pick yourself up sometimes. And I know we all have families. We all have loved ones. We all have our support system and our safety nets. But Tom, sometimes you you truly are your own best friend. You're your own best advocate. And I don't blame Russ for going at it, man. Yeah, and you have to be your own self-promoter as an adult too. No one's very few people promote you, right? So if you want to go out there and say something and get that next chance, you got to go out there and say it. And yes, my favorite co comedy of all time. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, Lloyd Christmas and the bowl cut, man. That's what we got to bring the bowl cut back. You got I don't know if the Broncos no. they they're done with the rookie the rookie uh haircuts, right? The NFL, yeah. is that hazing now? They can't they can't shave someone's head. Good Lord. What are we coming to, Tom? Phil McLaughlin coming in here. Uh, what does PFF rank the four defenses in the playoffs right now? Um, not sure, Phil. I'm being completely honest. How would I rank them? Well, I'll tell you what. The Baltimore defense is absolutely dynamite. I can tell you that. The Kansas City Chiefs, too. I think they're one and two or two and three, if memory serves. Um, that's just looking at total yards. Now, I don't. I'm not like a PFF zealot, so I don't have that answer off off top hand. But I'll tell you this. I think fireworks, Kansas City, Baltimore. Uh, that's that's the game I think everyone's truly looking at. Scott's right here, man. He's got the 49ers in at number two and the Ravens in at number three in terms of overall defenses in the playoffs right now. Um, man. What do you think is going to happen in that in that Chiefs Ravens game? Is it high scoring or is it low scoring? I think everybody <laughs> thinks that the quarterbacks are going to go off, but watching Kansas City play Buffalo, and I know we could say what we want about the Bills and Sean McDermott and the offense, even, but the Chiefs defense has played exceptionally well this year, Tom. I don't trust Spags. I never will. He makes some boneheaded moves at the worst time, but the Chiefs defense really impressed me against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, if it's a high-scoring game, I'm afraid Chiefs are going to win it. That's unfortunate, but uh, I I hope that the uh, I hope that it's not, and the Ravens are able to control the game, right? Because it, once it starts getting in between who's going to be able to sling it the most, I you know Patrick Mahomes has proven that he can do it time and time again in the playoffs. So uh, I hope it's a low-scoring game, but you know you never know. You never know about these playoff games, but. You know, depending on the weather and and you know what the Ravens' game plan is, hopefully they can they can keep the score down enough to uh, you know keep their game plan going. Look, we got another hopeful prediction lining up with ours, and I should just say the rest of America's because we all want to see this one, right? Lions Ravens at the big game, book it. Oh, man, I would love to NBL, but there's this thing that's called the conspiracy theory that piques my curiosity, you know, right before I go to bed. Lawrence Rivera's bringing it up to me last week, and now he lives in my head rent free. And he's like, Luke, the Super Bowl logos, they're purple and red. They're purple and red. Ah, oh, why do I think the Niners are actually going to take it from Detroit? No, it's cool to see different teams in here, too, right? Like, I know everybody wants the national story of Pat Mahomes. Is he going to pass the torch to Lamar Jackson? No. Pat Mahomes is an absolute killer, and he wants to go break some hearts in Baltimore. Everybody forgot about Travis Kelsey. How in the hell can Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills defense forget about number 87? Whatever you do, do not forget about number 87. Tom, I was in on those player prop bets for Travis Kelsey all <laughs> night, baby, and he could have had three. But look, when you look at Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, that's a headline right there. AFC championship, the way it should be, right? The, when we talk about training camp in the summer, you pick two teams in the AFC. Man, what a, one hell of a matchup. People aren't talking about the defenses enough in this yep. game, Tom. I think you could see a low-scoring game. Yep. I, I mean, how crazy would that an old-school, cold-weather, low-scoring game against two of the league's best? It would be, I, I'm a defensive guy, so I enjoy those low scoring, you know, the, you know, defenses banging people around and, you know, that, that type of stuff. But, you know, the, the problem is, is it in the today's NFL, it ends up, it ends up, they end up scoring points no matter what. So my, my, my thing is it's going to be in the twenties, right? The, the score is mm. going to be, both teams are going to be at least in the twenties in that game. And, and frankly, probably the Detroit San Francisco game as well. It's just, there's just points get scored unfortunately not by the broncos but points do get scored by other teams and i think they will 
Why do I feel Justin Tucker may kick the game winner? Because he's that damn good. Is he the best kicker we've ever seen, Tom? I mean, you watch this man kick. He just, he is the definition of clutch. He's, he's fiery. He's ingrained in Baltimore. He is the Ravens as a kicker, as I say that, right? He is part of the Ravens. I mean, Justin, Justin Tucker, man. Damn it. I was thinking about that the other day. I was, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs has a good kicker and the Baltimore Ravens. Harrison, Harrison Budker. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have good kickers, right? But they have good players across the board. And I was thinking back, gosh, I remember in the day back, Jason Elam was the kicker that they were, he was a good kicker. Oh. Plus they had great talent all across the board. That's why they won back-to-back Super Bowls, right? And, and then you look at the, you know, you look at the Broncos, you look at other teams that just kind of struggled to to put something consistently together. They don't, they don't have that talent all across the 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 board like the chiefs and the ravens do and it's it's it sucks as a broncos fan but you do have to appreciate the fact that they built some really good teams you know in every aspect you know they have good players talented players in every part of the game and that's why they consistently win well, and they're to your point, Tom, they're always developing. The good teams always are, right? We got the private chat going here in StreamYard, right? And Scott has a link out there to to when you look at the Ravens roster and how they build. And I had just I had just popped up there and I was like, good old Ozzy, right? Ozzy Newsome. I know, I know, I know. He's not super involved. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Ozzy Newsome, one of the godfathers of, of evaluating talent. Um, and that's just it, man. It's knowing when to get guys and not only when to get them in the draft, but how do you bring them up? You yeah. always look for the next crap, the next, the next cra- crop <laughs> rather of players. And I look at it with what Noah Gray. I remember being at the senior bowl, watching Noah Gray come out of Duke. I, I pegged him as one of my, my picks for the Broncos, but just because you have the Travis Kelsey doesn't mean you shouldn't look for tight end. What happens if Kelsey's unavailable? What happens if he leaves the team? What happens if a million things, these franchises baltimore kansas city and san francisco in particular have truly been masterful in building rosters and that's something that the broncos have to emulate i think it's something that sean payton and george payton are working on together right now i'd be shocked if they weren't watching the games together you know taking notes trying to trying to feel the way to it's the copycat league baby right i mean the broncos got to get in sometime yeah, and they have uh, the Ravens, especially, have been good at evaluating talent to fill in, so they don't have to pay big money to some of these people. They let them walk, right? Because That's it, Tom. They found somebody to fill in. And they're not out there spending tons of money to bring in players. And that's that's how you build your team. And you, you may not find superstars in the fourth round. Some Sometimes you do. You get lucky. But you find competent enough players that can step in for somebody when they go to free agency, right? You got you've got to find those backfield players, and that's part of the Broncos' problem. Uh, back when they they gave up on some of these draft picks way too soon, I thought they they drafted poorly, but they also gave up on draft picks too soon. They didn't like let who? them develop. To, who do you think? Give me an, well, give me an example. Well, I mean, for quick. some reason, Isaiah McKenzie comes to mind right away. Like the guy ah. went to Buffalo and played okay, right? They let him go he right, needed, right off. He need, he was horrible, Tom. Do you remember how bad he was? I mean, like yeah, but you invested you invested your draft draft pick in him and then you just let him go that year you didn't even give him a chance to develop right that's Where was that, he, draft- and he came to my mind that that who came to my mind right away but you got to give these chance these guys chance to develop you can't just they've got to be good right now especially for a fourth or fifth round draft choice let them develop. Ah, what's isaiah mckenzie done lately seriously well, yeah it's been seven years or something like that since you I remember I remember you raking George Payton over the coals for Vaughn too. And I'm sure you saw the little Vaughn tidbit, right? Of making a bunch of money for doing a whole lot of nothing yeah, this no, year. He, but he, but to, I, I'm being facetious, right? Vaughn won another Super Bowl, was a huge catalyst to that, right? I mean, so yeah. you have a point, Tom. You can't just cut bait too early, but the Broncos have also been guilty. They've been guilty of both, which is why we're yeah, where we're absolutely. at, right? They hang on to guys way too long, the wrong guys, and then they cut maybe the right guys, the what if guys way too early. Uh, And that's, that's just it. So when I look at these mock drafts and I hear Carl and Nick talking about it, I hear Scott, Nick in the morning, I read about it over at milehighidle.com, Alabama, Alabama cornerback, the Arnold kid, he's the best corner, right? Pastor Tan, him and him and that kid probably know each other fairly well. Uh, UCLA edge, the Latu kid. Um, Man, it makes me wonder like, okay, are you guys just done with Jonathan Cooper? You done with Baron Browning? That's not to say that, there shouldn't be upgrades, but it makes you wonder a little bit, right? What's what does the future hold with Josie Jewell? What's it hold with Lloyd Cushenberry? 
right? I mean, these are things that we don't have, to your point, Tom, an answer ready and wait. We don't even have potential <laughs> ready yeah. to go, right? And I know, I know, I know. My dad's really curious about, like, Luke Wattenberg, right? But I'm like, Dad, <laughs> look, <laughs> if you think Luke Wattenberg is the answer for Lloyd Cushenberry right now, I hate to tell you, I, I just can't go there. But <laughs> that's the point. The Broncos don't have these guys that they've developed in the draft on the practice squad in special teams, to give yeah. these guys a chance, man. And that that's why I kept scratching my head this entire year. Why was JL Skinner inactive all the time? Why not give him, even when you knew that you were not going to go to the playoffs, he got activated, but I didn't see him out on the defense. How are you, you know, I get, you see him in practice, you see that, but let's see what some of these young guys could do. You know, Cushenberry, you know you're probably not going to sign him. Why was he the starter of the final game of the season? Or why not take him out and put in Forsyth and see what he can do? I That's the part that I didn't understand about this season is when you knew you were going to be strapped for cash and you knew you were going to have to rely on your young guys, why were they not playing? That was the big question. That's why I had a, a bit of a head scratcher about Sean Payton is why aren't you seeing what you have in these guys? Because then you know, all right, this guy's not going to cut it. He's just not going to cut it. Maybe he knows. Maybe Coach Maybe. knows what he has in some of them, and he doesn't want everybody else to know, right? Because then you start poaching. I don't know. That's just me. You're exactly right, Tom. Would that be the answer and the reason to do it? No, I completely agree with you. Like, it's a head-scratching moment. But you try to play devil's advocate, and you try to look at it. As we wrap up the show, I have to get to our guy, Zach. Zach's been super active in the chat tonight, man. Thank you so much for joining MHI. Mr. Zach Powers. There's no such thing as a developmental quarterback anymore. These quarterbacks have been playing since they were seven years old. Not the Montana days where they found them in a field throwing through a tire swing. I love it, Zach. I, I agree with you there. Um, here's what my point was with Jared Goff being a developmental quarterback. It's You see his progress on the field, and I wasn't high on Jared Goff either. I think he's had a great turnaround. It's almost Alex Smith-esque, if you will, minus the injury. Um, and he's finally living up to that first round potential. I subscribe to the theory that franchise quarterbacks aren't developed. They're born and you just got to find, you got to find them. You got to find them. You got to be willing to have all your circumstances come together in the most idyllic fit that they can. Michael Rinkio, man. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for all the support. Great show tonight. Thomas and Luke on the mile high insiders go Broncos and buck them. And that's exactly it. That's what I got to say. What do I think about, Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers as head coach with Justin Herbert. Buck him. I don't care. Doesn't scare me one bit. I think it's good for the Denver Broncos. I think it adds a level of intrigue. It's going to get primetime games. Sign me up, baby. I'm here. Yeah, I just want to say one thing about the development, the the, the comment about development. They, they have been playing a long time, but a lot of these quarterbacks, you have to understand, aren't playing in the pro-style offense. They're playing in a completely different offense in college. Look at Bo Nix. They had signs. They held up signs to tell him what the coverage was. They're not going to be doing that for him in the uh, NFL. So there is some development, but you're right. You They have to have what it takes to do it. Some some don't. Some just can't develop it. And that's the, and, and they don't have – there's no patience for it anymore either. If it doesn't happen right away, uh, then they know they need to move on right away. So there is a little bit of development that has to happen. Boom. Look at our guy KB coming in here. What's up, KB? Hopefully you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in right at the last second here, baby. What's the chance that the Broncos don't extend Jerry Judy and that he succeeds on another team? What is the perfect team for Jerry Judy? Uh, what's success? Ken, uh, do you consider Jerry Judy a success in the NFL right now? I mean, um, it, it all depends on your I'm not trying to be facetious, man. I'm not trying to cop out. But what is your definition of success? I'm out on Jerry Judy. I've been out on Jerry Judy for years. Yet uh, we still, we right here, I'm writing about him on training camp, every training camp, every single year. This is going to be Jerry Judy's year. It's going to be Jerry Judy's year. I think they need to get rid of Jerry Judy. I don't think they will. I think Sean Payton likes Jerry Judy. I think that he wants to get something out of him. I think he thinks that Jerry Judy just needs Sean Payton's arm around him and those two will come together and they'll be the best thing ever. I don't see it. He's been linked to the Cleveland Browns for a long team. I don't know that there's a perfect team for him. Maybe the Cincinnati Bengals, where they have such a rich wide receiver core that he could just blend in and do something occasionally. Maybe that's the perfect team. I'm out on Jerry. <laughs> this is what I was thinking the other day when they were talking about keeping Jerry Judy. It was like yesterday, I think, actually. How and everybody, It's like everybody talks about how he needs a 
certain type of quarterbacks. Like Jerry Judy can only be good if he has a perfect quarterback to throw to him. That tells me that Jerry Judy is not an elite player. He doesn't make anybody better around him. He needs the perfect situation in order for him to louder. succeed. A so, little louder, Tom, for the folks in the back. Jerry Judy is is what he is at this point. If he goes yeah. to the perfect situation, he could be successful, but he's not going to be this elite receiver that everybody expected him to be when he was drafted in the first round. I think they should let him go. I think they should trade him for something. They should keep Cortland Sutton, restructure his deal, and try and get him for, you know, keep him around for a couple more years. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. I just don't think Jerry Judy has what it takes to be an elite wide receiver. And if he's not going to be elite wide receiver, you get what you can for him and you try and replace him in the draft. He's got the talent. I just don't know if he has the fire KB. That's just it, man. If you, you can't coach fire, right? I'm telling we're coaching volleyball. We're coaching kids, right? We all coach, we all teach, we all do something. You can't coach or teach the willingness to care, the willingness to put forth your best foot every single day. Um, We'll have to see. Time will tell. Changes are coming their way to the Denver Broncos because Jim Harbaugh is now in the AFC West. The Broncos have to find their quarterback. Where does that leave Russell Wilson? Who are the Broncos going to draft? Are they going to move up? Are they going to get their guy? These are all questions we're going to continue to ponder, speculate, and debate. Guys, be sure to head on over to MahaHuddle.com. Check out all of your latest news and analysis. Stay locked on MHI every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Mountain. Follow Tom on X at Thomas Hall NFL, yours truly, at Luke Patterson LP. Reach out to Scott, at Scout Kennedy. Um, we got legends coming up on Friday morning. Don't forget the boys, OBV on Saturday nights. Uh, Broncos for breakfast. Nick and Scott also have your back. The Huddle Up Boys, Mile High Podcast, will be back tomorrow as well. Tom, great show, man. Always a lot of fun. Uh, crazy day in the NFL, man. I know a lot of people say the news cycle feels slow this time of year. Usually it is, but it's it's an exciting day in the AFC West, man. I'm, I'm pumped that we got that news on this show. Yeah, me too. We've been lucky with, uh, with a few things that have broken, uh, over the last few weeks, which has been fun. It's been fun to have breaking news <laughs> to talk about. So, you know, it's always fun to hang out with you, Luke, chat about football and chat about anything really. So I appreciate it. And, uh, I appreciate everybody that uh, jumped in the chat today. It was a good, good discussion. So thank you. Boom. Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Get your dukes up. These guys are going to be battling for the next couple of years. Broncos country. Here we go into the AFC West. This is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.